Welcome to another episode of the Rethink Tank Podcast. This one's for the listeners because you just won't watch it on YouTube. I don't know what's with that. I'm telling you, it's more of a visual show. You miss the big intro where Kemp and I ride out on his Ranger. We take a big ride out. You get a good idea of, of just the wilderness we were out in and um, what a fun time we have at that property now, I have to concede. I'm going to let you know right ahead. You're okay to listen to this one because it's not like you're missing any big fish. We go out and we spend the podcast fishing alongside his pond. And I have to concede, unfortunately, we do not catch any fish. It, it, there there was a whole slew of problems that went down that day. And normally when we fish at Kemp's house, we are catching 12 fish each at least it's a competition to see who can just just slay you you just slam anyway you know we we didn't catch any fish we had to deal with these small worms we spent the morning picking worms they were too small poor Kemp runs all over to the ends of the earth looking for worms buys a container they end up being really tiny worms so we were just set up for failure and the reason we were doing worms on in a bobber to begin with I wanted to impress everybody with my fishing knowledge and tell you about the lures I was going to use and just, again, impress you with all the bass we were going to catch because, you know, we use this on this kind of sunny day and, uh, well, it didn't work out that way, unfortunately, because it was also, there was a lot of seaweed. Now, towards the end of the episode, it started blowing open and uh, we could have probably stayed a little bit longer and given it more of an opportunity I think we probably would have gotten lucky and just ended with one bass. But you could kind of tell in the ride out and everything, if you do go back over the YouTube video, that um, there's a bigger cloud of all the problems. And it is when we were getting set up, we're ready to get started. We're preparing for the ride out. And the wind caught a bag over one of my microphones and blew it into the pond. So then I ended up losing... A microphone so that was kind of a dark cloud and because of all of the layers like an onion said Shrek of all these problems um, I definitely overused the word travesty a little too much but anyway we still have a fun episode we kind of kept it short because of like I said just the <laughs> the the tone we were riding with but it was a great time we have a great conversation and uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys think of it. But, you know, let's stop chitter-chatting. This episode is brought to you by the love of me. Let's go. Rethink Tank. If you enjoy this episode, don't forget to share and subscribe because that's all this is. A good time for the boys. Um, but, yeah, let's fish. Enjoy some nature. Enjoy some good conversation. And uh, head on over to the Rethink Tank website so you can let me know your thoughts on this episode. Let's get it with Ken Thorne Parker. Ken Thorne, what a perfect day to relax and rethink. I do believe so. Let's start the show. So, I love that term, think tank. Think tank. I mean, you even know what a think tank is? Like, how's a think tank go, Jim? Yeah, you know they got cancel culture now. They got to watch. It's getting, it's getting real scary out here. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know if I can take the conversation here, but we might as well. It's the Rethink Tank. Looks like you had a little bit too much to think here in the Rethink 
Entertain. Am I gonna have to be like your dad and no, hook no, hook no. the worm for you? I can do a fucking thing. This is some tight quarters. I don't think the viewer respects. Also, for the viewer's knowledge, um, this has already been a travesty of the day. We've had a three hundred dollars sacrifice for your entertainment. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the table, the microphone. I don't know whose it is to blame, but uh, it's uh, it's mine. I sell. <laughs> So, is the other pack of worms a different pack of worms, or is it the same brand? Same no, thing? they're also they're all the same brand okay. uh, of fish. Well, so I, there's either night crawlers or these. Yeah, night crawlers. Um, Damn, I should have got the night crawlers. More specific. But these are very small. Kemp. I was gonna say, yeah, they are a little bit small. Kemp's not a fisherman. Sorry, I, yeah, I'm Kemp not. Kemp doesn't I'm not... fish. I uh, I milk his. This so th- we're let, let's start the episode. We're at Kemp Thorne's property. Um, as you can see on the screen here, we, there's been, well, there's been a few travesties. We'll get to the biggest one in a bit, but, um, this is my favorite place to fish in Ohio. Um, this is a huge, huge pond, untapped. Nobody uses it. Not even the Kempthorns. We're at the Kempthorn compound. Kemp has graced me with allowing me to come to his place so we can, you know, think, shoot the shit. But also, do my favorite thing, especially while I'm at Kemp's, and that's fish. Fish, yes, which, like I said, I, I, I've had bad experiences in past fishing, so that's why I just, I'm not the biggest fisherman. But on a gorgeous day like this, I have to, I, I, you cannot enjoy the beautiful, uh, sunny weather. Yeah, so yeah. this is going to be a trip for multiple reasons. Um, we, we're going with the worms because we... Had this planned out. We show up to start. As you can see on the screen, the pond is just dry. Kemp, you're not even going to be able to go out that way. We're going to have to go send yours out this way, too. That's why we're going worm and bobber is because this thing is covered in moss. Um, Not my fault. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, not bad. We'll let that one sit for at least a minute um, while we set Kemp up here. I'm going to have to bring it back here anyway because these worms are so small. I'm going to have to, like, you know. Yeah, I should have gotten. That's my bad. Trip, triple, quadruple worm it up. Um, I was I was very excited to start the day off to let you guys know, like, all right, so this is the, the rig I'm using. These are the lures. This is what works on this kind of day. I was, I was going to go full fisherman on you. And then, um, unfortunately, what's it called? I, uh. I was going to say, it's I, not I, an option today. I, I, I'm, I got it all on there. It's not great. What sucks is Kemp's using my rod, and the line is extremely thick because his rod would have been too thin of a line for this bobber. I'm worried we're not going to be able to get yours out there, Kemp. Yeah, you got to kind of, I know, it's not great. Just, yeah. We'll be good. We're going to be good for now. Um, let's pop a squat. I'm going to bring this in here in a minute. Get more warm on there. I don't know if it'll yeah, see much of that. Oh, you got it. Okay. Well, I'm going to put it against this. Let's pour. 
Yeah, and let's be very careful with these microphones. So we had a uh, $300 travesty as well. Um, we had it all set up. Then we go to get prepared for our Ranger ride out. You know, that's that ride on the Ranger at the beginning of the episode. And uh, we came over here to the table. And somehow, one of the microphones fell into the pond, as Did. you can see. Did. And uh, it got covered in seaweed, totally drenched. It got trashed. Not the most ideal start to a day. Uh, but, you know, but we'll, we're here. Come on, man. We don't take it, or we don't take shortcuts. We're going we're gonna to do this. Well, there's no excuses. No excuses. With my worm hands, I'm grabbing some ice. I don't know if you want to grab uh, yours. I'm, yeah, fine. Kill it with the whiskey. All right, so, Kempthorne, we're at a pretty amazing property. This is brought to you by the Kempthorne Compound. Thank you. This was all built by your grandfather. It was quite an incredible man. Quite accomplished. uh, It's quite impressive. Like I said, I'm very fortunate to um, have him as grandpa. And, uh, yeah, I've been blessed to have this. Just a, a nice amount of land for my for my family's property. So, so Kempthorne, that's your first name. You're named after your grandfather, Kempthorne. Yes. Um, yeah. So technically your first name is your mom's maiden name. Um, and you guys have a car dealership, a few other, you know, businesses. And your grandfather's mm-hmm. built something quite incredible. So um, he played football for Michigan. So, He's in the Michigan Football Hall of Fame. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So I, but I, like I said, I, I, I've been going to Michigan games from a young age. I, I, I give him credit because of tickets. But um, I am still an Ohio State fan, I, and and that, that we can go begin that, into that story later. Um, but I'm still an Ohio State fan. But I also, I also have a soft spot for Michigan. It's a weird. I don't complex. know how that works. You're not allowed to even. Don't have ask that me complex. why. It just it, that's how it happened. So. It doesn't happen. That's not acceptable. You, you're, you're your father's son. You're an Ohio State fan. You're right. And an Ohio State fan is never a Michigan fan. Now, your mom also was a Michigan gymnastics coach. So, she was, yes. I mean, the Michigan, the blue and gold runs deep, but that's some ugly blood color. Any, oh. <laughs> uh, somehow it's still, uh, we, we, we've lived under the same roof and we were able to uh, get away with it for, for a few years. So, so we're okay. I appreciate it. But. Well, that's good. I, uh... Cheers, real quick. Yes, cheers. Cheers to a day. It's so nice that summer's back, Kemp. I mean, what a scenery. Yes. The only bummer is, I think we'll be lucky if we catch one fish. Now, like, what's funny, for the viewer, they're not gonna, like, appreciate this, but when we come here, it's literally a competition of who could catch the most bass, because usually it's, like, 12 at least each. Yeah. Yeah, the bass and, bass and bluegill are in here. Uh, bluegill are... There's know, even carp in here, too. There's carp, yep. Which, yep. I'm going to be honest with you, I was thinking about hooking up some corn, because catching a carp is badass. Those things are huge, but the bummer is they they're... Uh, but I, I see... So, when we initially, we put um, about 12 or 10 to 12 carp. This is back in, i say, early 2000s. Um, to try and clear up the seaweed problem, we, we had put... <laughs> Uh, a bunch of carp in there, and it worked throughout. The, like it doesn't take one summer; it takes a few years. But and we saw a drop off in that. 
But since then, it's uh, been years. A lot of them have, have died once in a while. I'll, I'll see one laid up on the shore. And, and again, just. Uh, and they're huge. And they're big. And so since then, all they've all probably uh, died or whatnot. So, but last summer, we actually did put another set in just to kind of clear up some of the seaweed. So uh, we're trying. Uh, so question, did the carp eat this seaweed? They're supposed to um, slowly but surely Your eliminate it. Are not fat enough, man. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, I, again, if if uh, I guess they're not like goats and grass. They're like you put gra- a bunch of goats out there and they eat all the grass or they mow it down. But um. So, Cap, you still got your Disney Plus account? I do still have my Disney Plus account. Yes. Did you see they lost like twenty, thirty percent of their subscribers? Well, well, I, thought, I thought that was Netflix. Netflix lost two hundred thousand subscribers. <laughs> yes, I did at see one that. time. I now. Did see that. Here's the discrepancy. My parents are like, that's because they're cracking down on on uh, passwords and sharing accounts. It's like, no, it's not. The sh- That crackdown is in response to, to losing 200,000 people because they're tired of you pushing your freaking agenda. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it, it's, it obviously has got a correlation to it, but I don't know if that's the sole reason for it. Okay, this is for the fishermen out there, which probably are few. But, like, somebody has to appreciate that we had two smaller worms. I just got to say this, Kemp. I love you, man. We had two smaller worms. You came back with a tub of tiny-ass worms. I, I didn't. I couldn't see the worms. Sorry. I, that's fair. That's fair. Too shady you. I could not see the worms. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, I didn't, I didn't go in and check. Found, you went and, to and multiple I found places. Them. And sorry. I, 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 again, the night crawlers, I just saw. I, I didn't know night crawlers were better. Nightcrawlers are huge okay. from here on out. Well, duly noted. Duly noted. Duly noted. That's, but, what, that's uh, who man. I was saving a dollar. But hats off to kids. It was four fifty <laughs> to three fifty, and I go, they're worms, right? They're 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 damn worms. So uh, that's I'll take the L on that one. That's well, fine. no, what's funny is poor Kemp. He went like to the end of the earth and back to uh, hunt down worms for me. Because again, we we I, lost out on the lure situation. Yeah, I went to three places, could not find them. But that wind's gonna be. I bet you it was the wind Walmart. that caught that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say the wind microphone. Took it. So I'm wondering how the wind's picking up with this micro with these microphones. But yeah, back to the point. So Kemp Thorne, Disney, they're finally getting a taste of their own medicine. They keep. Th- I mean, how you made. Look at, like, Star Wars. I know you're not a Star Wars guy, Kemp, but they had the new Star Wars movies and they just made hopeless useless characters for the sole purpose of going like here's this hopeless useless pilot we're gonna make her story just a little bit worse something because she's asian yeah. oh but i'm gonna catch a bass right here you watch dog saying, you catch you see bass. that thing he's sneaking up on it is he your boy's gonna catch one oh, as I, we I trash star it. wars I see it out there yeah, yeah yeah oh come on big dog so you gotta get it moving a little bit oh yeah let's go come on you got it He's right on it, actually. He's sneaking up on it. Trashing Disney for Asian pilots that mean nothing. Uh, Look at Netflix, man. Well, My I, mom and Star dad. Wars, I'm, uh, yeah, I can't speak on Star Wars because I never did it. So, or I just, I, I took me, I never got into it. But, um. Oh, missed it. We're going to bring her back. We're going to bring her back. Get it just a little. You know what's good is the wind's coming. And while it's super, super thick by us, Kemp, there's a little pocket. 
Try. Try your best. I. What sucks is we might need to add some weight to yours because that line is just a little too thick. What were what? Let me cast uh, out. Did not work. And then you could drop yours right here by mine. I feel bad for a listener. If there's a listener out there, you know, on a Spotify, I'm just gonna say this is something you should be throwing on the YouTube. But you know, we're gonna try our best to keep it as good for you. Um, but again, Netflix—they gotta taste their own medicine. I don't know if anybody remembers the show. Oh, 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 oh. throw that bitch right there, dog. Watch, watch me catch fish before Alex. Oh, that would be, that'd be good. Cause I, I just want somebody catching something. We're the odds are stacked against us. Giant, sure microphone down. Um, what else went wrong this morning? I don't know. For the most part, everything went pretty well. So yeah, I was talking about cuties. If anybody's out there that remembers the show, the movie Cuties, it was about, you know, 8-year-olds and 13-year-old girls twerking in a twerking competition. And the internet and everybody went all up in the arms and was like, "No, we can't be we can't be supporting this type of content. Who is this for? Yeah. Children twer- twerking." Which I I say I remember the show, but I did not yeah, nobody watched it. It got no attention. It yeah. flopped. So what's funny is the viewer got sick of it. The viewer spoke up. They pulled it. It's gone. Oh. And now, dude, if you there's not a show on television. I, I mean, I'm sorry, at least on Netflix, but I'll go with television too. I'll double down. That doesn't have this crazy agenda that's trying to push, you know, your kids to be gay or, you know, that you're – eight-year-old who is from descendants who have never owned slaves need to owe somebody some sort of guilt. It's like, none of this is real. The people are sick of it. It's not supported anymore. And the viewership's showing it. It's falling off. It's falling off. Well, I just, I, it's the whole thing about teachers, these kindergarten teachers trying to, to get it into their classroom. And, and at what point, Again, this the, the thorn fairy. He just reminded me of an even cooler topic. Kemp, how familiar? No... How familiar are you with uh, Joe Rogan's favorite Twitter account, Libs of TikTok? I I am familiar with that. My dad loves Libs of TikTok. I got him turned onto it. It's one of his favorite things. Libs of TikTok has done nothing wrong. Yeah, no. They, he, it takes all. If if you go to your TikTok and spout your bullshit. In blind confidence, and you're so proud of yourself, but then the rest of the world begins to ridicule you. What the Twitter account does is go through TikToks and find these teachers that are pushing their gay agenda or whatever it is, and there's no commentary. No. She's literally just taking the video and posting it, and it's a, a congregation, accumulation of all of these... These TikTok videos. Yeah, it's it's well, and the teachers are putting it out on on social media. So wait, so did you see what happened to the lady of lives of TikTok? No. Oh, uh, about the, well, there was one lady specifically. Uh, I, I went all about. It. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw something about it, but you're gonna, um, you might have to go into detail. So lives of TikTok, this Twitter account, like I said, that's doing nothing but posting your videos, and it's us, the viewer, that's going. Oh, these people while they love what they're saying, are speaking straight ridiculousness. Some liberal, uh, I got her name on 
on this Taylor Lorenz or something? Yes, that's the name I've heard. I got her name on the screen here just to confirm. And her picture, because gosh darn it, I don't want her to escape this. Accountability. Be proud of your career, baby cakes. Your moves, not mine. So she went and wrote an article about the lady in charge of Libs of TikTok that runs this account and doxed her. Gave her personal information, name, address, everything. And personal information of her family. So personal family members were also doxxed. And the internet went after her instead. Yes. Put, when, just push that like this into itself. Yeah. So it definitely won't. I can do that. Um, so, <sighs> I think I'm getting something, maybe? Yeah, getting... No. You know what, I'm going to, because these are some little baby midget worms, yeah. every time I bring it in, I'm going to add another worm. I was going to say, I need to add another one. Um, the, the goal of this podcast is we got to catch one mossy bass, just one. If we could catch one mossy bass, this was a good day. Um, so, back to the libs of TikTok situation. This lady took it upon herself because, you know, social justice and everything. She's going to save the world. She doxed the libs of TikTok lady and her family. Now, with doxing, there's, there's a peculiar situation going on there. Is, should it be illegal? I mean, arguably, yes. Defamation is illegal outside of the First Amendment. You know, there's there's limits to the First Amendment. You can't, everybody knows, you can't yell fire in a movie theater. So, um, it's one of those, like, there's an understanding that we need to have some limitations to the freedom of speech for the safety of everybody. So, my question for you is, should doxing be... I mean, I, at some point, we need some sort of accountability. Some sort of accountability yeah. for, yeah, I agree. Um, you know. It, okay, there's a few things at play here. Doxing, we need to be able to hold accountable. There was another thing I was listening to recently, I think that could be encompassed in this conversation, is um, when you lie. If you're a journalist mm-hmm. yep. or a news organization and you pride yourself on that fact, mm-hmm. getting caught lying, getting caught perpetuating something or, or, or manipulating the interpretation of that message, that, yes. that should be criminal. You should be held liable. So whether or not we put pen to paper make law, the question is, or, or the real answer is the people, they need to start taking that more serious. They yeah. need to go, well, you know what? I'm well, not going to consume this media or this company or yeah. fund them yeah. if they get caught lying or doxing or supporting a journalist that does this type of behavior. Right. I, there should be some kind of uh, follow-up or truth to it. Like, be held accountable. I mean, that's just to, to your actions and, and for whatever you do. And, and now, obviously, it makes it so – I mean, coming back to the – it makes it so easy to just fall into – Whatever you hear, that's it. Like, that's it. So why not do a little bit of research or just understanding of what's, what has this person done? Like, exactly. what, um, yeah, what, where, why is this person doing this? Why is it doing it? So, like that, I, you can't take why, stuff at face value sometimes. Why is this person doing this? What is they doing this? Why are they doing that? Why are they doing this? There's got, is there a motive behind it? Is there a motive? Yeah, I agree on all, all those oh, fronts. Um, me the, being the politician that I am. <laughs> 
we were catching a rhythm. We were talking about doxing. Uh, doxing. Oh, but back to counting, you know, holding these companies accountable. I was watching Tim Pool, who I I consume as like a trusted, fair journalist right now. He calls himself a journalist. He takes this this job or this duty with high regard and, and responsibility. I appreciate that. When he gets caught being wrong, he corrects it. He doesn't waste a second to correct the record. Those are the types of things I'm looking for. And so Tim Poole was having his show recently. No, I, I do. Tim Pool's a good one. I, I, I've I've seen stuff on Tim Pool, and he's a reliable source, from what I've seen. Right, right. So Tim Pool, he had uh, an episode recently, and he's talking about how, which back to the Disney and everything, like it's really good. It's really cool the positions people are taking finally, like you know, actually standing for something. And there were those laws in Florida. I don't know if you saw, but Disney had special privileges. And, like, immunities. They got to kind of somewhat govern themselves outside of Florida law. And uh, DeSantis in Florida repealed that. And it was a big deal. And, you know, the news, who, believe it or not, could be funded by Disney or highly motivated to purport Disney, um, they reported how, okay, so... You had the Capitol where they were voting on whether or not they were going to repeal these, um, you know, privileges for Disney. And there's a video of a bunch of people storming inside the Capitol. But not the Capitol, just this uh, state Capitol building. And they protested to such a point where, as the article purports, it says that you know, they shut down the the proceedings. Mm-hmm. And the article title yeah. indicates that over... So when they were talking about the Disney stuff, they came in and shut it down, making it seem like these people were huge um, Disney supporters and were coming to fight on the behalf of Disney. And so Tim Pool's making these remarks, ha ha, look, got, look at all these crazy liberals, they're the ones that are yeah. against corporate oversight, and yet they're fighting for Disney. And while they're having this kind of discussion, they're laughing at these people's expense, they're laughing at what they're doing, sure. they go, uh, wait, 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 play that back. And they start listening to the video yeah. real close, yeah. and if you listen super, super faintly, in the background, you can hear the protesters of, you know, the ones that shut down the, the uh, proceedings. You can hear what they're yelling about. And they're yelling Black Lives Matter. They're yelling, you know, things about b- black lives and black lives. And they, once they start playing it out, they, the people who are protesting are protesting because some black representative didn't get elected. Yeah. So they were... They were, they they were, were up yeah. in arms over yeah. that. So here's CNN making it, well, and, and Tim Pool got caught in the middle of it at first, but then corrected yeah. himself. But yeah, here's yeah, yeah. CNN making it seem like they were protesting over the Disney stuff, 
and that there's this huge wave of people coming right. to the fight of the defense right. of Disney. Right. But the reality right. is they're fighting for racial injustices. Justice. It has nothing to do with do that. It. Yeah. And they, so see how they manipulate well, the narrative and they're twisting and, the article or the videos well, to make it fit this, what they want. Right. And this comes down to being or like. Sadly, there's, for audio and stuff, there's no timestamp to go. This is this is what they're doing. It. Uh, there's no accountability to, to, to what these journalists and news and news reports and what they're doing. So, and, and like I said, I, I obviously CNN is one that that does a lot. Um, but again, I'm sure Fox does it too. Like I said, uh, both sides do it. Fox I'm not definitely does. I'm not saying it's just one side or the other. And that's where I'm. Like I said I'm very indifferent or lost. But you got to look at the bigger picture and you go, what are these two Ideologies doing like they're they're pitting everyone against each other. Right, they, they just are. That's their and I'm thought. sorry, dude. On top of it, it only emphasizes why you can't be getting your your media and material from either of them. They're yeah. both equally damned. That's why you got to sink out think tanks and everything else, where you can sit here and just consider the, the <laughs> sides on your own and come to your own conclusions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, piggybacking off of that, I think it is awesome that Disney's being held accountable. Disney's being held accountable in many ways, yeah. like in more ways than one. It's like you're you're losing subscribers, so you're waking up to the fact that we're not just going to consume whatever content you throw in front of us. If it ain't good, we ain't consuming it. And then on top of it, now you got to be like all the other corporations. You don't get to be like some super conglomerate monopoly and just chew us up and spit us out, tell us what we get to think and consume, tell us how we're supposed to raise our children, and then guess what? Buy this limited edition dragon mug and wait in line for eight hours because that's how much of a putz we think you are. Yeah. That was... No, dang it, I did the wrong one. Uh, that was a good one, but you know what? If you're the one waiting in line, or you dra- no, 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 or, or you're... Um, this one's for the Disney adults. Social credit <laughs> That's good. It's a good one. I do... I, well, I, I, I'm weird to hear the soundboard. You, you, I was going to listen to those after. Yeah, you know what? I can... Uh, let me... Let me. I'm going to re-drop my, my bait here, and then I'm going to give... Uh, Give the audience member a tour of the new sound. I will say the wind is picking up. You got a you got a nice little pocket over there. Yeah, you got a cashier's out in this too. I'm trying. Just drop it out in there, dude. But you're in the pocket. I mean, I'm learning real quick why they don't do podcasts outside. Yeah, it's it's not well conditions factors. Also, but it's, it's gorgeous out. I mean, it's it's gorgeous out. It's gorgeous but also out. doing it outside, um, next to a giant pool of water. That that's something else too. It is thinking. We're out here thinking. Rethinking. We're, we've had to rethink a lot. And triple think. <laughs> so back to back to the uh, other topic Netflix too. Cam, you know, I gotta say, I'm I'm of the belief. I was telling this to my mom. I was watching him on TV. I definitely believe DeSantis is going to be president. I uh, will know for sure this November. I am a. uh, I do like. If the Republicans come out in a sweep, I could tell you for sure. Uh, Yeah, I. I, Sometimes you just gotta. You gotta say like it is. Here's a question: Has anything changed to increase voter integrity for this next election? 
I mean, if the, if we're supposed to expect big changes and, you know, the baton to be switched to the other side, even if that is the case, how do how do we know anything changed? How are, how are we supposed to get people on either side of the aisle to have faith in our having, you know, faith in the integrity of our elections again? And how they is that it? even possible? I don't know. I, I don't know what their approach is. I don't Nothing's know. changed. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, we're about well, to go into another. A, I mean, I haven't seen a, a different. Um... We're about to go into another election, and nothing's changed. Yeah. So I I don't know what to say. I mean, again, the, the, you want to get everyone out and voting, but sometimes it's how you're going to do that when everyone is all worried about Disney and, and protests and all that stuff. So it's, it's tough to go. It's tough to think, and why I'm here giving you my advice. Well, even in light of that, dude. Um, back to the DeSantis point, you know, I don't, I really don't think Trump's going to run. I heard a really interesting take that like really changed my perspective on the whole situation. Trump, Trump, what's more important to Trump than winning is his brand and his ego. Well, yeah. And so here's the thing. There's a chance, especially if the Republicans don't back him and he's got to run outside of that. Then the Republicans are going to have their own candidate. It's going to split the vote. He's likely not going to win. So, I've heard for the first time ever, or at least in a while, murmurs about Trump's health. You know, he's always been a whippersnapper of health. But now the walls are talking. There's been murmurs about the possibility of, like, the status of his health. What? So has it been what what, is, what exactly has it been? Did it say you know, he's getting no. old and okay. he's out of shape. Those types of things. So um, I, here's the thing: the pers- the the new perspective I've kind of been introduced to is that the Trump brand can't. It's really hanging its hat on that an election was stolen. He's the true winner. You've got yeah. MAGA QAnons out here going, you know. He's still my president. He's the real president, and da-da-da-da-da. Well, you can't afford to lose that. Yeah. And if you run and don't win, and you can't say it was stolen again, your brand has lost all of its integrity. Your brand has lost all of its, you know, it, you'll lose a lot of its backing and power and mystique. So what keeps that power is endorsing the next winner. And so I will see it that Trump comes out. He's going to play it off that it's his health. He's going to go, I'm getting old and, you know, I can't do it again for another four years. So he's going to chalk it up to health, endorse DeSantis, and the wave of red is going to carry him to the White House. Which I don't, again, I'm still voting for Tulsi Gabbard. I just had this whole, you know thing here well, and, and my top vote she, is still Tulsi. Still running, is she she still? always will. Okay. The main thing is we got to wake up people and vote outside of the primaries. The primaries don't mean shit. It's just the primary decides who gets the most focus. You just got to be willing to vote for somebody who doesn't get the most focus. Because yeah. they're only going to give you two people to focus because that's how they suffocate control. That's how they get to keep kind of how oh. this thing you know. Right. Man, this wind. wind I'm so worried. I'm gonna get back to the my house and the, edit this thing, and it's gonna be like the audio is gonna be rough. It might. Uh, it's going to for sure. Okay. Um, I'm just amazed. No, there are no bites on such a gorgeous day like this. 
Well, I, I but I'm shocked we haven't seen more. There's been like that one fish in the in way out there. Other than that, I've not seen any any anything. Other than that, I mean, I saw a little bite here. Again, I I don't think they're over here. Sadly, they Unless, can't be. Can't be. It's too thick. Do you know how hot it's got to be in that? Oh, it is. All right, so let's get to another hot. topic, Kent. Baker is a crybaby bitch, dude. I'm so sick of him, and, and like his personality, so, dude, is shining so bright. Like everything everybody had to say about him has come to light in this last few periods of his career on the Browns. Well, it it, it sadly is showing where, and, and I'm not saying it's all maybe because of money wise or whatnot, but where are the teams coming to to find him? They're not. They're 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 like. Teams aren't going out looking for him. And it came where the Browns, it was my dad that said it. He goes, at first I didn't understand when the Browns go, we need an adult at quarterback. And and after seeing him on the podcast, it just, he had a little bit of a. said that? Yeah. You didn't know that? When they say that. I'll bring it up. Um, it uh, They said it a few weeks ago, they just said they were looking for more of an adult at quarterback. <laughs> it, it, it's an article, look to check it out. I just wanted to interject here and try to correct the record. Yes, ESPN did, in fact, write an article stating that the Cleveland Browns organization wanted, quote, an adult at quarterback. Now, it has and, come out later, articles being published by other organizations, that the Haslam's have come out saying that that is not the case. However, ESPN has not retracted um, their statements. So there seems so to be some discrepancies here. That, uh, Either way, I think the point still stands. Just, we can continue with the conversation. And again, he had a chip on his shoulder because, he, as, as he should, obviously he'd be a walk-on. Should, but should he? He should. Well, I, he, to a point, being a walk-on, yes, but... No, dude. You know what? I'm tired of hearing that. And the people I hear that from are from people who played Division Three football who... Literally never got close to even considering possibly even coming close to dreaming of closing their eyes and coming close to thinking about being in a professional league. This guy played professionally. It wasn't a fluke. Like this whole like, he relates to the person who didn't make it as the underdog because they didn't make it. He's no longer the underdog. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's a per- first straight or first round draft pick. He well, is not a oh poor little guy. He's damn good. So guess what? You no longer get that excuse. You gotta be. You gotta be well, the top. But but he should have come in with that attitude. That's what it seemed like. And he and it, it, the first he lost year, it somewhere. He lost it. He lost it throughout the process. I think he did. And and I'm not saying because he didn't. Because but he did lose the first year. He had it. Which, which, but it helped him out. But since then, he has recently not, um, not done his due diligence in, in the workout or not treated it right. I don't think he has. I think he's lost some of his edge. No, he's got his ego. It's all ego. Here's the deal, dude. You know who also had a chip on their shoulder? Tom Brady. He didn't get picked. How late? Didn't he get picked he was, late? He was Everybody said he was slow. Everybody said he was a tank. This, that, and the other thing. He also had something to prove. What did he do? He walked on the bus to the first day of 
uh, training camp, shook Belichick's hand, said this will be the greatest decision you ever made, and proved it to the world. He was nothing but business. So guess what? You got a guy who also had the same chip on his shoulder, was taken just as, was lack, the seriousness was just as lacking. Nobody took him serious. Everybody thought he was a waste of, of, of a pick, and he proved them wrong. So guess what? I no longer get to chalk up to Baker as an excuse of, well, nobody, you get to have a chip on your shoulder because no, everybody had faith in you. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Well, I, you had a whole well, city behind you well, as a kid did, with no did, reason well, to have did, a city behind you. He came in with the idea of, well, he, he was hoping to earn over over the city. And I, the first two years he did. Can't argue he didn't because he did. He, he came in and won games. But following through, he followed up with a subpar year. Or, or Well, then they had the good year. We went, we went to the playoffs. And then since then, he's going to – his his attitude has, has shifted to where now I need to get, make this money, and he he doesn't say he well says, no no he but it was it, always make this money as it should it's a business money. but at the end of the day we don't get to leave Cleveland that's our home so we support Cleveland sports because it's our home yeah so I get it that you're Mr Hollywood and you want to spend your time in California and this that, and the other thing but don't forget. You only make money because we buy your jerseys, and so you don't get to, you don't get to, shit on Cleveland. Not you, he looked at us from the beginning and goes, "I'm not your franchise quarterback." All right, well then, don't get upset when we start looking for a franchise quarterback. When did he say that though? That was our first year with him. He said that day one. I'm not a franchise quarterback. Now, people tried to twist it and make it reinterpreted that, no, 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 what he's really saying, he's, he's just not a franchise quarterback yet. No, I, that's not what he said. Well, Those aren't the words. No, you're right. You, you, can, you can interpret it all you want, but the words are, I'm not Cleveland's franchise quarterback. Okay. Well, then Cleveland wants to move on and start settling into something that's more permanent and serious, and you ain't it. But I was gonna say I, I just don't. I thought he well he he came in promising the city if well well they asked him he goes if anyone's gonna turn this this franchise over it's me it's gonna be me so so but why? he didn't instead he tore it apart instead he would no, he went he, nuclear and was a cancer amongst the locker room where he I think he did. I, no, he definitely did. He Notice did. And, nobody's and so coming to his I, defense. I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm all I'm saying is I think he we. He, you got to give him some credit to where it is, and, and I'm, I know you're no, not. No, no. Also that. Another why, thing why, I'm why tired not? of hearing. I'm tired of hearing people going, well, we owe him. We owe him because he no, took no, no, us no, to no, a no, playoff. No, I'm not saying we owe him. I'm I not. owe him. He owes us nothing, and no, I owe no, no, him no. nothing. Because I'm sorry. What got us to the playoffs, what he was, was sufficient. He was sufficient enough to get us there. He was a placeholder. But I am of the camp that it was the Miles Garretts and Nick Chubbs and Kareem Hunts that actually delivered and got us there. The playmakers are who got us there. He was sufficient enough to not hold us back and be a player in that that got us like he was there. He wasn't a he, deficit, he, he, he got us but he it. isn't You're the right. reason we got there. No, no, I, I will agree with you there. He was not the sole reason, and, and, if, and I'm not saying he is, but he, he did are. enough to... Uh, he did did he did enough to get us to that point. He he made the right checkdowns and the right points and stuff like that. So, but you're right. It, it's where I'm. I am. We have given him four opportunities, four years to, sh- to show it. Um, 
to show it shows what he's got. And now it's I was so coming in this year, 2022. I was at the, I was okay with the fact that I was planning on being I our planned on being our quarterback, and 100%. I was. And and the only reason I just don't like how the Browns apparently went about it and t- telling him, oh, we're I mean I heard you've heard a few things where. Uh, oh, you're going to be our franchise quarterback. We're going to ride with you this year, and then they go out and find Deshaun, and, and which is fine. But they should not have handled. They should have went to him and gone, "Hey, we are looking at different options." Wait, they, but didn't you see the most recent release by Cleveland? The Cleveland Browns organization just released like two, three days ago. Now to the viewer, a week ago, saying that um, what's it called? Saying that we reached out to Baker's management telling them that we're about to interview Deshaun, just giving them a heads up. Yeah. So his management knew well ahead of the fact. That's Whether they pass on to Baker is a whole other thing. Gotcha. But, well, dude, I'm sorry. An organization, if Baker gets to play the game of concerning about money, again, like I said, I'm not holding against him. He should prioritize money. But if your prioritization is getting to be money, then the organization that's paying that money gets to prioritize their business. Yeah. And so while oh, right. you're the you're right. first choice and you're our number one right now, we have a right to explore our options. You're right. You're right. And, 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 I'm, and I'm not, hold out your feelings. Fuck your feelings. And, and, and I'm not I'm not going against that in any way. It's right. a business. Right. And and you gotta make decisions. But to go around and, and and totally just do something you're totally not gonna say you don't and, and that's where I have an issue with. Like team should have team should have been open. But granted, I am not there. I'm not at the at the team meetings. I don't know what was said. And I, I can't say it, but from what I was told, it sounds like the Browns went right. But had they had I known that they went to him and go, you got to understand where we're at, and we we need to make decisions because we our our timeline on Chubb and Garrett and Hunt, we, they're young, but but we got a window we gotta with win. that position. We got a win. We got a window. So if we don't take advantage of that fully, then we are doing. And I'm sorry, Kemp. Can can we agree or not agree? You tell me. I gotta believe Chubb. Kareem Hunt and now Dearness Johnson were taking a little bit more of a beating, you know, kind of like a Peyton Hillis esque beating, because we were a little bit more limited with our quarterback than we should have been. Um, because he likes to roll around. He he's a rollout quarterback. He likes to run. He's so bad at rolling out. It's laughable. He, it is laughable. I thought he was going to be a better. Uh, yeah, running quarterback, and he was not. Yeah, he thought he was a better running quarterback. At times, he still yeah. thinks he's a better running quarterback. Yeah, It's like, dude, you're not that yeah, so, type uh, of player. All right, well, then he leads into the next thing. What are we going to do with him? What are we doing with him? He's still on the <laughs> dude, roster. Dude, I, I don't know. Here, 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 here. Let's look at something that's really cool about what's going on with the Browns right now. The Browns just spent the most ever in, in the league right. on a defensive back. Uh, it isn't it Miles Garrett Sean. one of the highest paid we for just, his position? We just guaranteed what a hundred million or over over that for Deshaun. He right, guaranteed his money. So, isn't isn't Miles Garrett one of the highest paid? Yeah, I, yeah, I think he is. So you've got a defensive. You you've got a defense two defensive players who are one of the highest at their position. A quarterback who's the highest paid quarterback in the league right now. Where'd all this money come from? You want to know where it came from, folks? It came from even when we were going completely defeated, not winning a single game. In a 1-15 in season, sure. we all were there. 
There's no fandom bigger, more ride or die than the Cleveland Browns. And so you've got an organization that's been sitting on a pile of money like Scrooge McDuck with an 0-16 team where the fans are the most popping. They're the most spending. And it reflects because we are just shelling out cash. So now I want to answer Kemp's question, which is, well, what do we do now with Baker in this whole situation? Well, clearly, we've got money falling out of every orifice. I don't know where we got this rich, but we got rich. And uh, well-deservingly, because we're the Browns. And it's because all of you out there are buying their jerseys and shirts and going to the games even when we're not winning a single game. So you want to know my answer, Kemp? I'm so petty and I'm so sick of that hubris-fueled clown that personally, I would love you let his clown ass go as we did to go find another team. Not a single team's interested. No. So you know what I want? I want you to sit there with your head in your hands just pouting on the sidelines watching us win. You're not even going to be allowed in the locker room. You'll collect a paycheck and you'll watch us win with your team because you were so petty that you might get stuck being a second string for the Steelers or the Panthers or someone else, but you were too good to be a second string for the Browns. You're a loser. I'm that petty, Uh, dude. Well, I I saw that coming. I, oh. Just another mini travesty here at the Ken Thorne property is now the camera goes tumbling. Okay, so Kemp, to my answer, because I want to hear yours, yeah, but my yeah, answer is yeah. I'm so petty, I want you to be stuck on a team that you, you, you counted your chickens before they hatched. Literally couldn't be more exemplary of that metaphor. You thought you had six eggs and they all were going to hatch, and guess what? When the roosters came home to roost, none of them hatched, and you're stuck with no eggs. Literally, don't count your eggs before they hatch. This dude's a clown, and in my eyes, he, he's getting what he deserves. It's a life lesson. Uh, Everybody gets them. God's lesson. got them for everybody, no matter how good you're or great right, you are. Right. He's got a lesson for him, I, and, and I, I, I understand. And, and <clears throat> So what's your answer? I, I can... I am just not that petty, I, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm just not that petty. Where I, I don't... Listen, I, I hope he does... Somewhere else, I just don't care what he goes. I, yeah, I, I, you just frankly, don't want him I just don't here. want him here. Yeah, right. If he doesn't want to be here, then that's fine. Ride or die. And, and that's what it comes down to. But you're right. He did He did put... Thinking that he was... What was his cocky was comment that and, he had for Hugh Jackson he was, when he was talking about, like, this is our team. If you're not on the team, get out of here. Like, if yeah. you're not for the team... What did he say? It was right at that, like, Hugh Jackson moment where, like, oh. we moved from Hugh to Mike. Oh, uh, you mean you get off the train? He said, well, he said, he said you're either like, on this train or you're off to Duke Johnson. Yeah, that was and it to Duke. And Duke Johnson came back and, uh, and had a nice little meme too. for him. So. And we didn't even, we don't even remember him. What? How's right. his career doing? Subpar. So, I, yeah, it's, it's, everyone's got their own uh, downfalls, and I think, uh, but, dude, you know, we're, we're sitting at the dinner table, and my sister's a big Ch- Nick Chubb fan. And uh, I'm sorry, dude. The, he's the epitome of character. The epitome of character. Miles, similarly situated. He's got a little bit more of a personality to him, though. But, like, that's called character. 
And we're sitting there and we're talking about all the money we're paying out, all the people getting paid, son. But, and uh, and my sister goes, well, what about Nick Chubb? He's like the best. Why isn't he getting paid? And the reality well, he is, did. he's a he is he's he getting did. paid, but not as much as he could. No. And it's because he's got he he is kind of a victim to his sweetness. He probably could be getting more, but he doesn't have enough of an ego to control it. Well, I think I think he, but I think this place and time situation. I think he realizes those. Cleveland's a good spot for me because he, again, he, he comes to play here, play football, and he enjoys it. But he doesn't need all of that distraction, and he doesn't need a big city. So. I think he likes it being in Cleveland. Oh um, yeah. Same with Miles. But, I mean, but again, those two were Pro Bowlers, and Denzel Ward and Baker has not been to a Pro Bowl. So, but see again, is it because he didn't want to go? Because that's the other thing about Pro Bowls is like no, sometimes he didn't get he didn't get picked. And didn't you know who did? Did Lamar Jackson? What Lamar Jackson did? Yeah, pretty sure he did. Lamar did make it to a Pro Bowl. Well, it turns out, Josh, I mean, out of that quarterback class, Josh Allen was the best damn quarterback out of that class and could have had him, which I was a fan of. I'm just, I'm not trying to, but it, when that, when the Browns, was it the 17-18 draft was out, I was a Josh Allen fan. I wanted him, and we went with Baker. Um, and I'm sorry, dude. Josh and, Allen's and, and a better quarterback. Well, I don't care what you say. Dorsey. We got to blame Dorsey. I don't. I don't have much blame for a Dorsey because if if Baker's your hiccup, I'm okay with that hiccup because everything else he did was franchise changing and brought us to a whole new chapter that I don't think any of us saw coming for even quite a long time. Even still, yeah, no, he did. He was a great asset for sure, and I was disappointed when we lost him. But I do like Andrew Barry. He, Andrew Barry has given a, a new model. So to it, has and, the schedule come out yet? No. Uh, I think, yeah, I thought I just read it's coming out here soon. Where's Aaron Rodgers going? He went back to Green Bay. That's right, that's right. Green Bay, but this has been a crazy NFL offseason. People going left and right. And uh, so it's going to be weird to see all these guys on new teams, but team, the power shift has changed, and people need to, and that's the Browns have done that. Browns have done a shift. They go, we're making, we are serious, we are real contenders. Um, and because we have to. So, how funny would it be, my guy, if the Browns trade Baker to the Panthers after Robbie Anderson's out here saying, "Great, I don't want." That's a hell Great. I would love to. Absolutely, I'm <laughs> talk all for about that. an internal not, locker room no cancer. <clears throat> so, I, I work in the car business, and I, uh, in this case, there's cars that you you come in and bring in, and you got to make a decision on you, you want to keep it or you want to not. Because like, how many? If it, like I said, you got to do a safety inspection on it. Well, there's cars where you, you just you feel you feel like you're gonna do well on it. You're like, I'm gonna do it, but in the end, it will come back and, and haunt you. In the end, so sometimes you got to boot them, and when they're not ready, you gotta you gotta <clears throat> get ready to cut the cord on some cars that you don't want. And Baker's one, you gotta cut the cord on him. I love that analogy. You gotta boot him. Here's the thing, dude. You and I were ready but, to cut but the cord. Not wrong. Uh, like I said, don't just cut it and lose a bunch of dollars. Let's see what we got. My other thing is, though, we don't really know what happened behind the scenes. So, you know, in a world where the Browns reached out to Baker's management, which is all I can really ask of them, you know, I think it would have been okay. I think what you need in football, because football is such a team, familial sport, 
I do think, you know, Stefanski probably should have called Baker. I yeah. think he probably owed him that. A good coach, yeah. a good father which, figure which of, of the did. team. Not, we don't know. That's but. the thing we don't. But I could definitely say based on the communications that are public, definitely doesn't seem like Stefanski did that. That's a big no. coaching flub. The other side to it, though, is that a lot of their problems were clearly because Stefanski and Baker weren't getting along. They, they were not on the same page. And I want to double back Stefanski, to an even bigger point. Go yeah, ahead. Sure. Go, go, go. Well, I just want to say, Stefanski, the, the, the play calling was great. Was it two years when we did well? And it seemed like we did – it acted like we did the same plays. We did a little bunch of rollouts and a bunch of stuff, but it was just – Not enough runs. Not enough and runs. And that's why Baker was getting hit more than he probably th- yeah. thought he should have. And play, So you got to blame a little bit of play calling. We and needed to run more. I still think it's an absolute travesty that we haven't seen yeah. Baker and – or sorry, Chubb and Hunt in tandem in sure. the backfield at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's a real problem. Yeah. Um, but we – I could see Baker saying we needed to run up the gut more. I could see that because that was a complaint of many of the fans. Yeah, yeah. But also, Baker, we were running more than we really should have simply because we couldn't trust your runs. Yeah. You know what's funny is if you're hearing that plane in the background, the Cleveland Akron or the Ka- Can- Akron Canton Airport is literally Can- across Airport. the street right there. It is right across the street. And we have planes coming over the Chemthorne property if, like literally. If we're so lucky low. enough, we'll get one that'll come over top right here, but eh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. We'll see. Um, so yeah, to the plane, but I, you know, I agree with Baker. We probably could have gone up the center more, but also we were running more than I think we should have anyway, simply because we were compensating for a long pass game that we were missing. Sure. Um, but a bigger point I want to make Kemp is what was a 20 year struggle for the Browns. You're going to say we needed a quarterback and that was it. That was it. That was it. But just as much as we changed quarterbacks, we changed coaches. And and it was consistency. We didn't have any consistency because we just would didn't and work. Switch it out. Didn't work. Just switch it out. Exactly. And so if I am management, and there is a riff, an irreparable riff between <clears throat> the coach and the quarterback. Sure. And I already think the quarterback's got some freaking problems. Okay. It's an ego. It's a personality. It's a character that's already problematic. If these two parties come to me and they have an irreparable problem, they just don't work together, they don't see eye to eye, they have two different approaches, and they won't be able to meet in the middle somewhere. If I'm management and I got to pick one, mm-hmm. yeah. as somebody that's gone through so many co- – if I got to find consistency in something, it's got to be coaching over the quarterback. And if they're both sufficient, like I don't even think Stefanski is a Belichick. I don't think he's going to be no, a Hall of Fame, no. an incredible, incredible coach. He's not, no. But he's sufficient. And so if you've got a sufficient quarterback and a sufficient coach, yeah. and you got to stick with only one, I'm picking the coach over the quarterback. 100%. Yeah. That's the continuity you need if you're going to have a foundation to build off of. You're right. You're right. And you do need to get, at that point, the coach has to have some input on what who he has leading his offense. In this new chapter of the <clears throat> Browns, yep. which I would say started in the Hughes era with Dorsey putting together the Avengers, since then, you can't be on your fourth coach. No. You just can't. No, you can't. And, and <clears throat> again, Stefanski so far has been the longest tenured coach for the Browns in a few years. For really? Years. 
Well, I, what? This is third. third yeah, year? third, fourth. Uh, are we going on fourth? We're going on his third, I believe. Yeah, third. So I mean, you you made it what two years and yeah. and uh, listen, there were some guys that didn't make it. Listen, Rob Chudzinski, man, I loved Rob Chudzinski. The one year we had him, really good, and then we just dumped him. And I go, why? Again, it could have been bigger issues, but <clears throat> yeah. So it's and at that point you, you got to look at the Haslam's too. I'm not saying, that, but they are. But they're spending money. They're spending money. You're right. <clears throat> I, where where my complaints start and stop? They're, they're finally spending. They're money. spending money, dude. And <clears throat> and while I would say it's you know. Yeah. Mindless spending. I think we're just throwing money yeah, around. We are. Somehow, to me, it speaks to how much money there is. Because, again, it comes back to why I have no empathy for the LeBron Jameses and the Baker Mayfieldses. And I'm sorry. If gravity stopped working for Kanye and all the athletes and the Kardashians and everybody, all the celebrities, all the meaningless people who own all of our wealth, yeah. if gravity stopped working for them, even including the Trumps, the world doesn't stop. We keep moving on perfectly. Yep. But the second gravity stops working for the teachers, the nurses, the doctors, the lawyers, the police officers, once the gravity stops working for them, then society comes to a halt. Yeah. So there's this misappropriation of wealth that builds a delusion for what your value truly is. And so I'm sorry. When I look at the LeBron Jameses and the Baker Mayfields as they complain and bitch, you're only able to have a yacht and private plane rides and multiple homes uh-huh. because we buy your jerseys. Yeah. I look at the Haslums and I go, you owe us this ignorant, belligerent spending because us. that's all of us. You We've been spending thousands of dollars on season tickets for teams that shouldn't deserve a fandom, and they got the biggest fandom in the league. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a There's a... Uh, obviously, uh, two way two way road, cast. and uh, and so you're right. I guess it, w- what I'm coming down to is I 100% agree, and that right, we're spending the money we we as a fan base deserve a winning chance. We do I not agree. we do not deserve the losing every single season. We do not need to we we need a, a shot at opportunity, and so I just hope. But but I just hope that we're coming into this with some kind of plan uh idea of what we're doing and not just finally uh, see and, that's and the sad part is the way the money's being spent we don't know we don't know who's going on we but the way the money's being spent it definitely feels like it's just being thrown, just thrown around right. to make it show like hey we're trying and then but then and that's fine and and you know what if we're going to get two years out of this to to get a real shot then great and then the next few years is going to be another rebuilding stage it it is what it is so i guess i'm i'm willing to take that I just hope at this point now, I, I again, I, I'm all Deshaun Watson. I He hasn't played in forever, but I hope he still has what he what he has shown on the field. All right, we're getting to the final stretch here, and um, we have no fish for the guest. It's been one of those days. Now, I do intend on doing another fishing episode where I will definitely have more fish for you. Um, but yes. now that the wind is kind of – I'm going to have it on the bottom of the screen here, a little clip ski so you can see how the seaweed has kind of moved and changed for us. And I think I might have a little bit more luck. So I'm going to give it a try here. The wind is with, blowing. It's, it's opening some, some holes. Right. The wind's been blowing since we've been going, and it's opened up a few holes. Yeah. And this lure the, – the yellow does really well here. 
especially when the sun's out and strong. So uh, we're going to give this a try. Okay, so this this is my forte. This is the Chemthorn Special. I want to catch the boys. Uh, I do remember you, you, you caught a few fish on that. Is that the one where you had where you caught like 10 straight? I guarantee I'll catch one. Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. I was going to say, I, I'm... This is this thing's gonna catch it. It just is looking right. Well, so is this the first time you've gone fishing this year? This is the fi first time fishing this season. Okay. So you know that's how you know summer's back, but it's it's the beginning. You know, but we're gonna have plenty more to go. So gas is through the roof. The world has gone insane. You're not allowed to call women women. Not even a Supreme Court justice is willing to do so. Kemp, where do we go from here? We might as well pack it up and head to Iceland. <laughs> I think Iceland's the next move now. It'll be um, so cold. Keep, keep educating yourself and and keep doing do your due diligence into into learning all these what's coming out the next. And and I don't want to say that the, ugh, I mean the world is a bad place right now. It just is. And, and in no way am I I have a right to speak about it or say what say what say what. Say what? Say. Say. What? Say what? I'm just a dude out here fishing on a Sunday afternoon, but... I'm um, just a dude fishing. I'm not good at any of this philosophical stuff. But uh, I just... Uh, you got to be good. Be kind. Be good. I don't know. Do the right thing. <laughs> Kemp did. He went very, like, Jesus... I did. I did. Moral, I didn't know. I didn't know what direction you were taking it. So I guess that was that was where I, I kept it vague. See where you took it. I like where you took it though. Um, I think I agree, man. A lot of this does come down to just like here's what's amazing. Oh, what was the analogy I heard Bill Maher said? I uh, there was a metaphor that it was like perfectly analogous to like what it is. He was talking about like happiness, sure. and I can't remember what he compared it to because it was very very well. Um, scripted, but happiness is one of those things that if you're looking for it, you're never going to find it. Yep. Yeah. But if you just do what's right and be kind and you're not looking for it, you're just living in the good place, it just comes and smacks you in the forehead. Like it comes and finds you. Yeah, you're right. I also think happiness is living in the present. You know, I think I've mentioned this on a recently on a recent podcast, yeah. but like um, philosophers for centuries have tried tried to figure out what happiness what is, is. Happiness? Yeah. and um, happiness definitely boils down to finding tranquility and value in the present. And I think that's perfectly said as I stand here throwing a rod in a pond where I've caught nothing. Now, what's hilarious is I. <laughs> Put all my chips in this podcast basket because I normally slay here. Like I said, you, normally, you, you normally catch like normally 20 a day. Yeah. I've never come here and not caught at least one. Um, and the beauty of not catching anything but enjoying a beautiful sunny day with your, with your best friend, just like having a drink, yeah. Yeah. enjoying the sun, catching some vitamin D. You know, tell Dr. Fauci if vitamin D a day keeps the Fauci away. Um, I hear, I hear uh, Corona does not like the sun either. I don't it know. It doesn't. That's why you got to stay inside. Um, so, to me, like, you know, th this is happiness. This is it. You know, and if I, if I could say 
every day I do my best to be kind to others. Um, I let them, you know, to me, well, I'm going to approach every person the same way. And you're the one that's going to disrupt this relationship. You know, if we're at a store or, you know, you're at a friend's house or something, it's like you're going to be the reason we don't get along, not me. And that's right. going to be it for everybody. And if that's the approach you take for everything, you know, you're going to find no qualms. You're going to yeah. find no enemies. You're going to... And, and it's tough to do in every situation, so you just got to try to do it as much as you can. Yeah. Baker, you take a note? You're right. It is Sometimes it's hard to find the bright spot in, 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 in adversity. And uh, for, for me, it was like that. It's, it's getting it to do in work because there's times where I'm just being brought bad news all the time, whether cars and stuff like that. And you can't let that, you can't let that hold, hold on to you. You got to let it go. You got to let it go, and, and you can't. Put that on onto someone else, except these fish. These fish need. These fish are killing me, dog. They are not. I'm not even fighting. seeing them. Well, Kemp, today was a day of just bad luck. You know, like it, yeah. it was a, a great day, a great, great freaking day, a way to start it. Um, but to have no fish, to lose a microphone, and um, I mean. I, I'm a fisherman at heart. I'm an Ohio boy. So, like, a, a day where I catch nothing, or, I mean, a day where I destroy all the most important equipment to my soul, the things that matter to me the most, but I catch not, I catch yeah. one fish, yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. Um, but oh. the days that that doesn't even happen, it's kind of a travesty. It's a little sad. we got to finish these. Yeah, we do. Kemp, I appreciate you letting me stay at your place and, you know, enjoy a good time. Hey, thank I appreciate you, you letting us th rethink here. This was a good time. Uh, we didn't get as deep day. into conversations as I would have thought because we were so distracted by a pond that gave us nothing. Fish. They, the fish didn't want us to get deeper. They didn't. So, guys, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you listening. If you want to check out more Rethink Tank content, because like I said, today we had to take it easy and relaxing because it's our first day of summer, and I was so exhausted from rocking out as hard as I did on the last episode. So if you didn't check out that great rock out with Quick Mystery, go check out the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, otherwise... Let's see where we're going to be in the next episode. We're going to be somewhere new every week, taking the podcast on the road. And this is going to be a fun series for everybody. So, uh, like I said, you can catch all of our Rethink Tank content at our website at www.rethinktankpodcast.com. If we made you laugh, if we made you think, or if you just enjoyed some good old-fashioned Browns talk, the best thing you could do to support this podcast is share the episode. Send it to your friends. Take that link. Spread it out across your Facebooks or whatever. But I want you to just obliterate that subscribe button just kick it and punch it and karate kid it just da 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 and then don't forget to you know like a, like a clitoris fl just flutter that <laughs> yeah. uh, that yeah. notification yeah. bell just a very little just, bit just <laughs> nice, and light. nice and light uh, <laughs> otherwise guys right. thanks for watching thanks for listening Thorn Fairy as Appreciate always it. yeah of course thank Beautiful you day. this one goes out to Grandpa Kempthorn. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers to Kempthorne. This is, this is absolutely incredible, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.